We're exactly one week away from the Iowa caucuses, and this is the Y'all Show. I'm John Raw. We've got political talk coming up later this hour. Stick around. We've got the latest polling coming in from Iowa. As far as the Democrats running for president, we'll find out who has the lead, as this is a very, very fluid movement here in the effort to get the Iowa caucus victory next week. We'll have information on that. Believe it or not, President Trump's going to yeah, he's going a little proactive in Iowa next week. He's out on and I think he's even got a rally, I think, in the coming days in Iowa. Of course, he's a little bit preoccupied with things in Washington, D.C. these days, too. We've got information coming up on that. This is the Y'all Show Tuesday edition. I'm John Rawl. So good to have you back here. In addition to talking politics here in this hour, we've got a look at headlines from across the South that we'll get to a tragedy in Scottsboro, Alabama, late Sunday night into Monday morning. Eight people have died in a marina boat dock fire there on the Tennessee River. And we'll give you the latest on that just awful, awful incident there in Scottsboro as the fire marshal declaring eight have died there in North Alabama. Other headlines coming in today, including West Virginians and people in Southwest Virginia. You you better be on the lookout. There's a possible nor'easter headed your way this weekend. And that could affect some of our listeners in Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland, and more. We'll have all the latest on that coming up here a little bit later in our headlines of today's program. In hour number two of today's y'all show, we'll start it off with a sports lanyard report, a mixture of NFL talk, what's going on with the Super Bowl. We actually break it down at the beginning of hour two of what all colleges have representatives playing in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 54, and some of the teams might surprise you of who all has representatives playing in this year's Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers matchup for NFL supremacy. All that coming up in our sports land yet. Plus, we'll give you the NASCAR schedule as they're a couple of weeks away from the green flag dropping at Daytona International Speedway. A little bit of NASCAR news to pass along and some college basketball rankings to get to as we've had some movement on the ranks of the hard court thanks to the latest AP college basketball poll. All that coming up in our sports line. Yep. Then, hey, we'll go to our barbecue and, in this case, Super Bowl barrister. <laughs> Matt Hermans will be dropping by, and we're going to get him to weigh in on that Chiefs 49ers matchup this weekend. But more importantly, we're going to get Matt Hermans. Golly, this guy knows his stuff. He's going to he's gonna get behind center, and he's going to snap the ball, the ball of what's great to eat for Super Bowl 54. And he's going to be cooking up something that I know you'll want to learn about. And he's going to be doing it on his grill, assuming he's not in an area where this nor'easter is going to be coming through this weekend. <laughs> so that's all coming up in our Barrister of Bodacious Barbecue Report, Matt Hermans, our very special guest coming up in hour number two of today's y'all show and by the way you can catch us here at y'all show anytime at 803-816-1170 also you can find us on our website y'all.com if you go to our website just scroll down to the bottom and right there at the bottom of the home page is all of our y'all episodes and the all new y'all tv episodes which are essentially they're portions of this here y'all show 
that we put on video. For example, today's conversation with Matt Hermans, where he talks about Super Bowl food, that's up on the y'all.com homepage right now. You can go listen and watch. Yours truly and Matt Hermans have a conversation about Super Bowl food. Plus, if you rewind back to Monday, you can watch our conversation with Takapola storyteller Jerry Short. That's up there on the y'all.com page right now and we've got more video interviews what we call y'all tv headed your way each and every day here on the y'all show so that's a a great new addition for 2020 that we're real proud of and we want you to not only go on and watch it but if you follow our link to the youtube page the y'all show on youtube like our page subscribe to our page and you'll be set to get all of our neat little videos when they get released but that's the latest addition that we've got here at the y'all y'all.com and y'all show again it's y-a-l-l.com you can also find us on a couple of streaming apps if you want to just hear our show sometime we're on the i iheart radio apple podcast and the tune in radio apps all are free of charge all you got to do is search for them and the y'all show the red and white logo will be right there staring at you and asking you to please like or subscribe and it's free and you will be all set to get the show all about the south program reminder program notice we've got a lot of great stuff coming on wednesday's y'all show jonathan lifeite will be back to talk about acc basketball and everything else atlantic coast conference plus our friend precious harris will be reporting to us from nashville and we'll find out what's going on on music row that that's thursday that's wednesday rather on thursday We've got two great guests coming aboard our show. First off, we'll go to Wilmington, North Carolina. This weekend, it's the Wilmington Coffee Fest, and we've got a very special guest in Will Chacon. He's going to come on and help preview this exciting festival, the third annual Wilmington, North Carolina Coffee Fest. For all you coffee drinkers out there, you'll love what he's got to say, and you'll want to get in the car and head on to Wilmington, North Carolina for the Coffee Fest this weekend. That's hour one of Thursday show. Then in hour two, we've got another special guest. We have an author and a very, very special guest, and his name is Major Jason Van Camp. He has penned the new book, Deliberate Discomfort, as Major Jason Van Camp is a Green Beret and also has worked in the Army. He graduated from West Point. He played football for the Army Black Knights and went on to serve in Iraq. And he has penned this book called Deliberate Discomfort. And you'll want to make sure you pick up a copy when it's available in a few days. But our conversation with Major Jason Van Camp, the author of this book, is going to be in our Buy the Book feature on Thursday. Plus, we'll have our SEC Spotlight on Thursday. All kinds of great information and great guests headed your way here on the show that's all about Dixie. This is y'all. Now, back into our news headlines and in Scottsboro, Alabama. That's in the very northeast corner of the state where you'll find Scottsboro, and in that's Jackson County as well. A fire killed at least eight people and destroyed dozens of boats in this town at the marina there this happened early monday morning like in the nighttime hours the fire spread so rapidly by the wind that no one had time to do anything according to one resident who survived but lost his brother in the cold water and this was just a tragic scene there in scottsboro fire chief gene necklace said all eight people who were known to be missing have been confirmed dead and that the number could actually go up because we don't know how many 
were on the boats. The fire began just after midnight and quickly consumed the dock as people slept. The wooden dock and at least 35 vessels went up in flames, and an aluminum roof that covered many of the boats melted and collapsed, cutting off escape routes and raining debris over the area as boaters leaped into the Tennessee River. A horrible scene there, and it's so sad because... It's right there on the water, which you don't expect to see fire on the water, right? And at a marina, and it's right there at the town of Scottsboro. I mean, the land is right there. And unfortunately, within 20 minutes, the whole dock in flames, one eyewitness said. A a horrible thing from North Alabama as this happened. It destroyed what's called the B dock, and another dock was damaged there. Just an awful scene, and... Our thoughts go out to the victims in Scottsboro, Alabama, with this tragedy. Eight people dead in a marina boat dock fire on early on Monday morning. A, a real sad story there. Now to Washington, D.C., the impeachment trial continues. President Trump's side continues to stand up in front of the Senate and defend the president as the Democrats and the House managers are hoping to have him kicked out of office. We'll go back to our guy that has a way with words, Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana. He says that if the trial goes to the phase where they actually get into asking questions of witnesses, that the impeachment trial could last through April or May if that indeed happens. As Kennedy was interviewed, he said that most Republicans are satisfied with the amount of information and testimony that they have available for review. But now that some information has come out that John Bolton, who was ousted as national security advisor by President Trump several months ago, that he's writing a book and a manuscript's now available that essentially corroborates the idea that the whole Ukraine thing was a quid pro quo. And the other side seems emboldened by this. Remember, if it's they've got to have 51 Republican, the, the all uh, four Republicans can defect and go to the Democrats and, and ask for the witnesses to come forward. But if the Republicans can get that 51 number, then they will be able to withhold the the effort to have witnesses come forward and testify, of which you will likely see Bolden, you'll likely see South Carolinian Mick Mulvaney, who's the president's acting chief of staff. And if that were to happen, the Republicans come back and say, well, okay, you'll have your two. Well, we want our two, and they want Hunter and joe biden to go in front of the u.s senate if if that was the case so more to come this is a saga and if john kennedy's projection is correct if indeed the witnesses are brought forward this thing could go for another three possibly four months in this u.s senate impeachment trial of president donald john trump a developing story to say the least Now, we move on to more headlines about Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden in the news in Arkansas because he has had a child out of wedlock. DNA has proven that Hunter Biden, the vice president's son, did have a child. And the child's mother is a woman named London Roberts. And in Independence County, Arkansas, those two parties, Hunter Biden and Miss Roberts, have come to an agreement involving the paternity case that awaits them in the courts there of arkansas in the agreement that was settled upon biden should pay roberts monthly child support first payment due february 1st so come saturday hey hunter and president trump calls him where's hunter (laughs) where's hunter you better pay a nice check 
to Miss London Roberts, L-U-N-D-E-N. Good Southern variation of the word London. And the court states that they lack sufficient information to, do to determine child support based off of Biden's income. But what came out about that is <laughs> Hunter Biden claimed he didn't have the money. He's not necessarily worked in several months, I think, since May of last year. But a photo was leaked on social media that showed him driving some kind of extremely expensive sports car pulled up to the Waldorf Astoria in New York City with his expectant wife. Yes, he's got a wife and she's expecting a child, but this is not what they're fighting over in Arkansas. And according to the judge's ruling, this retroactive child support will have to be paid, and that includes attorney's fees and costs that shall they need to be paid for going back i think to november of 2018 i guess that's when the child was born and this is just part of a ongoing process this is not a final verdict here i guess they can't necessarily in independence county arkansas have an absolute verdict until they know information kind of like uh hey hunter where's hunter how much are you making should this child receive more in the paternity case but of all things hunter biden in the news in this case because of something going on right here in the south as he's got a paternity case going on in the state of arkansas on sunday of course nba great kobe bryant and his daughter and seven others tragically killed in that helicopter crash in los angeles charlotte's on michael jordan mr jordan owner of the charlotte hornets who played in the NBA and is arguably the greatest player in NBA history, the Wilmington, North Carolina native Michael Jordan. Kobe Bryant is one of the best players in NBA history. Michael Jordan, he's released a statement on the passing of Kobe Bryant, and I'll read it as this was put out by Mr. Michael Jordan. He wrote, I'm in shock over the tragic news of Kobe and Gianna's passing. Words can't describe the pain I'm feeling. I love Kobe. He was like a little brother to me. We used to talk often, and I will miss those conversations very much. He was a fierce competitor, one of the greats of the game, and a creative force. Kobe was also an amazing dad who loved his family deeply and took great pride in his daughter's love for the game of basketball. Yvette joins me in sending my deepest condolences to Vanessa, the Lakers organization, and basketball fans around the world. That statement from Michael Jordan on the passing of Kobe Bryant. I saw where Michael, uh, not Michael Jordan, but Magic Johnson put out something saying that Kobe Bryant was the greatest Laker of all time. And that's coming from, again, Irvin Magic Johnson, who many would say was the greatest Laker of all time. Of course, the Lakers were a lot of greats, from Jerry West to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to Kobe to Shaq and more, a very, very historic franchise in the NBA and losing one of the main figures in that pro in that franchise's history with the tragedy in Los Angeles on Sunday. Continuing on with a look at headlines from across the southeast and beyond. Hey, this is pretty bold by this guy in Wilson County, Tennessee, where you'll find Lebanon. A man making a court appearance in Lebanon this week on a charge of simple possession was arrested Monday after lighting a marijuana cigarette in the courtroom. <laughs> Spencer Boston was called to discuss his case before General Sessions Judge Haywood Barry and Mr. Spencer Barrett Boston was talking about how marijuana needed to be legalized. Then he reached into his pocket, 
pulled out what appeared to be a rolled marijuana cigarette, placed it in his mouth, and pulled out a book of matches and lit it and began to smoke the rolled marijuana cigarette. The cigarette gave off the odor of burning marijuana. The courtroom erupted into laughter at Spencer's action, but it disrupted the normal daily activity of the court. He was taken into custody and charged with disorderly conduct and simple possession of a Schedule 6 drug. <laughs> Lesson learned there in Wilson County, Tennessee from Spencer, Boston. You don't fire up any kind of device in a courtroom, especially a marijuana cigarette, especially when you're in court for the wrong reasons like lighten up marijuana, MJ, and more. That is a dumb, dumb story. Also, going back to the Kobe Bryant case, this is another just pathetic excuse, in my opinion, of a guy in the Memphis area. Got to give credit to Brian J. Ferguson for the tip on this story as he read about it and passed it along in our inbox, which, by the way, you're welcome to send that to us, Y-A-L-L show, y'all show at y'all.com. If you have something you want us to read or consider reading about, if it's something the South should know about it, we want to know, y'all show at y'all.com. All right, this is something tied into the whole Kobe Bryant tragedy, okay? A man accused of killing two people in a weekend crash in the Memphis area told investigators he had smoked marijuana when he learned of Kobe Bryant's death. According to the Memphis police, Charles Jones drove over the center lane onto oncoming southbound traffic Sunday evening in order to make a left turn, and that's when he disregarded a red light and struck another vehicle head-on. The victims identified as 54-year-old Sanja Roser and 51-year-old Christopher Hunt both did not survive the wreck, sadly. When questioned by police... An arrest affidavit alleges that Mr. Jones told them he had smoked weed after learning about the death of Kobe Bryant, who was killed earlier that day in California. The 38-year-old now charged with vehicular homicide, DUI, disregarding a traffic signal, driving on the right side of the roadway, and reckless driving. Again, what a pathetic excuse, if indeed that was true, getting out behind the getting out on the highway and in, ended up killing two people in memphis as a result of this bad decision which by the way we have a lot of people out here who are in support of the legalization of marijuana and i don't know what this guy was on if it was only weed if he was drinking as well because it said dui but if he was only on weed and he was impaired that much to kill two people it makes you wonder should we go rushing head first like we've been here lately in the decriminalization of marijuana we'll take a break here on the y'all show we've got more headlines when we come back sadly thirty-four thousand chickens have died in fires in north carolina and virginia in the last couple of days i'll explain why also we'll tell you about a story coming to us from northern virginia that's an area where you got a lot of rich people right one of the richest areas in all the country and a house just sold there for $45 million. We'll tell you who sold it and was it worth it. All that coming up as our headlines continue. Don't forget we've got political headlines in our Southern Political Spotlight coming up a little bit later this hour. All of that right here on the show that's all about the South. This is y'all. Deep's coming. You know what to do. 
hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply. I am doing it all the water, the fiber, the exercise, but I still have constipation with belly pain, straining and bloating that keep coming back. My doctor said that I may have a chronic medical condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC. Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats adults with IBS with constipation. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. Continuing on, this is the Y'all Show, John Rawl, and we like our chicken in the South, but we don't want to see our chicken be fried without the right way to do it. And sadly, 34,000 chickens have been killed during two separate poultry farm fires, one in North Carolina and one in Virginia, and this happened within a day of each other. The fire in Virginia killed an estimated 24,000 chickens And this was in Folks Run, Virginia, and this is in Rockingham County, Virginia. The Fire and Rescue Department told the local media there that firefighters contained the blaze, which appeared to have started in a barn at the Folks Run farm, but chose to let it burn because of the age of the structure. The structure completely destroyed chickens, all of them inside, killed, and not sure at that point who owned that particular 30, I mean, there's 24,000 chickens killed. Now, in North Carolina, 
not far away from this place in Virginia, 10,000 chickens killed in the blaze at a poultry house there just one day later. This happened in Forbush, North Carolina. The volunteer fire department of Forbush said that they responded to the Yadkinville farm, which is about 25 miles west of Winston-Salem, and discovered a fire spreading near the feed silos. The ventilation system activated and caused the fire to move rapidly through the structure. And that particular operation managed by Mountain Air Farm, which is a Delaware-based chicken producer that has 28 locations in North Carolina. The two fires didn't appear to be related and no workers injured. That's good. And that's a unfortunate thing there in a industry. Where and what would we do if we didn't have chickens in the southeast? I know kids alone wouldn't have anything to eat. And so many children, that's about all they eat chicken tenders and if you're a parent you know exactly what i'm talking about now i don't know if chicken tenders are on the menu at bar louis but this is an addison texas based company and bar louis is a chain of restaurants they filed for chapter 11 bankruptcy this week and have closed what's described as 38 underperforming locations two of which are in north texas as the restaurants in north texas were in fort worth and in hearst texas The remaining closures are all over the country in Houston, San Antonio, Kansas City. Also, they got places in St. Louis and other states. I think they've got a few in Florida. Bar Louie will continue to operate more than 90 restaurants. Banks have agreed to lend the company $22 million so Bar Louie can continue operating during bankruptcy. And that hopefully will continue. And we wish Bar Louie the best. I've never been into a Bar Louie. It looks like it's kind of a restaurant slash cocktail bar and probably a trendy place to go if you've got one near you it might be worth checking out but right now they're having to deal with a bankruptcy filing for this texas-based company a florida-based university fsu and not the one you're probably thinking of you know the oh no i'm not talking about that fsu i'm talking about tampa's own full sale university as Full Sail University, if you're not familiar with them, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about this really unique place. They announced that they had 50 of their graduates credited on 62 nominated projects at the 62nd Annual Grammy Awards, which were held Sunday at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. Again, Full Sail University, as their graduate the graduates there contributed to artist projects, They nominated across 39 categories, including Album of the Year, Record of the Year, and a whole lot more. Some of the alumni that were poised to win at the Grammys this year, Brendan Morawski, he's an engineer. Also, they have a lot of engineers go there, so they're really more behind the scenes. But let me tell you about Full Sail University in case you want to set sail. This is a university that's a private for-profit based in Winter Park, Florida. And it used to be in Ohio before, just like all Yankees, they came to Florida. In this case, this came to Florida back in 1980. They began offering online degrees in 2007. Full Sail University is a nationally accredited, it's accredited by the Accrediting Commission of Career Schools and Colleges, and they award associate bachelor's and master's degrees to audio design, computer animation, and to business majors. They've got approximately... 8,900 local students 
and they've got about 10,000 enrolled online. If you want to sign up for Full Sail University, tuition starts at $450 per credit hour. At least that was what it was in 2019. Again, this is in Winter Park, Florida, and they offer a lot of these creative type degrees, the recording engineering and such, and it seems like it's a, a very, very powerful organization with a pretty good track record here i'm looking at their list of alums and i'm seeing people like game designers people like michael hicks you have uh let's see here a gospel musician named william mcdowell is an alum of full sail university even a racing driver scott stenzel never heard of him but he is an alum of full sail university in florida and again, they were all over this year's Grammy Awards. I'm sure some of their people ended up winning. Congratulations to FSU, but not the Seminoles. <laughs> this would be the Winter Park, Florida-based Full Sail University. All right, let's go Full Sail into the weather. And according to experts, there may be a possible nor'easter that will impact West Virginia and Southwest Virginia, even parts of Maryland and Kentucky that will be taking place this weekend according to experts multiple forecast projections are being looked at because the path of this forthcoming system will take it's it's not clear which path it's going to take and the path that will determine what areas are impacted and what kind of weather people will experience the storm system expected to move through the gulf of mexico on friday and it heads northeast which is a little unusual oftentimes they come in more toward texas and louisiana this one's taking that more northeastern path in the projection area so what i'm looking at here the scenario that's projected for friday night into sunday is a lot of rain in the carolinas virginia west virginia you're pretty much center on for the worst of this but this thing's going to hug the seaboard and that's why they call this a nor'easter as this storm is going to have plenty of rain and then that ends up being snowfall some areas going to have snowfall others will see heavy rain which could lead to flooding in a lot of these areas. So this is going to stretch all across the, again, from the Carolina shores up to Virginia, Maryland, Delaware, up into New York City and more. And another projection says the storm is going to move more to the east with the center moving over the Atlantic Ocean and only bringing precipitation to the coastal areas before impacting the northeast. So still some time. We'll find out what happens here. This is not a hurricane. But look for some rainy slash snowy weather, depending on how far up the East Coast you are here this weekend with a possible nor'easter headed that way. Now, if you're going to be in South Florida, you don't have to be worried about this nor'easter because great news for Super Bowl 54. The weather forecast says things are looking spectacular at Miami Gardens and Hard Rock Stadium. No rain in sight for the big game. And the national weather forecast in Miami says that that forecast for Sunday, sunny conditions with the highs in the 70s. And so if you're looking to get your ticket here, if you haven't got one yet and you're trying to find out what you need to wear to the big game, looks like you can wear short sleeves and shorts and pretend that it's going to be in the middle of the summertime as the projected kickoff time around 74 degrees and sunny at hard rock stadium now that stadium's a little unique it's not a dome stadium where the chiefs and 49ers will be getting together for a kickoff on sunday evening it's partially covered so depending on where your seat is if you're lucky enough to get in the stadium 
you probably will be safe even if a thunder shower comes up and we we certainly don't hope that happens but if a shower comes up then you ought to be in the dry if you know what i mean and and in the clear for not being soaked like you used to be when this thing was called joe robbie stadium a lot of improvements there and again super bowl 54 hosting the chiefs and the 49ers here this weekend and i'm trying to go back in my memory here i think the first super bowl at this actual stadium would have been the san diego chargers and the san francisco 49ers around 1990 does that sound right to y'all i think that was about the first super bowl here at again what was joe robbie stadium now it's called hard rock stadium a win by the way by the 49ers one of their many wins and Niners fans are hoping that trend will continue here on Sunday evening and finally as we wrap up the news across the south as we scan the headlines from Dixie here on today's y'all show we know that probably the wealthiest portion of the southeast sadly and I mean sadly because it's gotten to be wealthy because of the the donations coming in from the rest of the country to be honest with you we're talking Washington, D.C., the metro D.C., northern Virginia area. And we know that houses there are incredibly expensive. People get paid incredible amounts of money with whatever kind of job they got there. I guess I'm jealous. Maybe we should all move to places in northern Virginia and work in D.C. Well, one guy that had a house there has just sold that 3.2-acre estate in McLean, Virginia. And that house belonged to Jim Kimsey, a co-founder of America Online, and he's passed away. And listing agents said that this house sold for $45 million last week. The listing agents, Mark Lowen and Russell Firestone, they are with TTR Sotheby's International Realty, the buyer of this $45 million property not disclosed. No further comment from the realtors there. But how about that? A $45 million house. Now, that is a little less than another house in the area that sold back in 2018. A house on Chain Bridge Road sold for $62.95 million. Nearly $63 million for a home in washington dc area and one of those houses was the childhood home of jackie kennedy evidently one of those really expensive houses so the area that was just sold or or bought in the case that we're telling you about the 45 million dollar home it features a main house and a guest house the latter of which was designed by frank lloyd wright the main house has nine bedrooms 13 full bathrooms and seven half baths all that in mclean virginia if you're looking for maybe a real bargain check back in about two years and i bet you that 45 million dollar price tag might be coming down a little bit but with the way the economy is going thanks to uh the commander-in-chief that a lot of people are wanting to impeach (laughs) that 45 might double and maybe trump might be living in that house soon enough if he gets kicked out of the white house (laughs) he's going to stick around dc no matter if he gets kicked out or not he's going to be around to just be a nemesis if nothing else and that is what's going on in our headlines of the south today when we come back speaking of president trump we're going to talk about him we're also going to talk about all these democrats that are in the state of iowa here in the closing days heading into the iowa caucuses we got the latest polling coming from des moines 
All that plus some other state headlines, including some interesting news out of the state of Georgia in terms of the brand new U.S. Senator that's an acting senator in Washington, D.C. All that coming up in our Southern Political Report, and all that's coming up next. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply. I am doing all the right things, drinking plenty of water, eating right, and exercising. But month after month, my constipation with belly pain, straining, and bloating keep coming back. Irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC, affects 13 million Americans. Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. We've got the latest from Iowa, the latest polling of the Democratic candidates for president. We'll share that with you in just a handful of moments. But right now, we start off our Southern Political Report with Georgia on our mind as a new bill that's being put forward in the state of Georgia and their state legislature is potentially going to add a primary for the special Georgia U.S. Senate seat that's currently held by the brand new senator for the state of Georgia, Kelly Loeffler, as she was newly appointed at the start of the year by Brian Kemp. And now she may face an unexpected GOP primary later this year in her quest to hold on into the seat. And if this bill passed Monday by Georgia Legislative Committee and it goes forward in Atlanta, the move could use could could ease the way for Doug Collins or another potential Republican to go against Loeffler who was handpicked by Brian Kemp over President Trump's preferred. He wanted Collins, and Kemp went with Loeffler, the businesswoman. And if this goes forward, Georgia could have a primary for this open Senate seat. Now, under current law in Georgia, Loeffler and other candidates, regardless of party, would run together in a November special election. 
if no one wins a majority of the vote, a runoff would be held in January with control of the Senate potentially in the balance. So this bill likely to get a little bit more steam and we'll find out what happens as Loeffler was appointed by Kemp to replace Johnny Isaacson, who had to retire because of health reasons. And she's now in the halls of the Senate, which, by the way, I saw a tweet from her this week. And I was a little bit stunned that she was so pro-Trump with her tweet because she's seen by many as a moderate. Now, back to a potential contender for that GOP side in Georgia, if indeed this bill were to become a law. A report from Politico says that Doug Collins, who represents the Gainesville, Gainesville, Georgia, North Georgia area, as he plans to, uh, this report says he's planning to announce he'll challenge Loeffler for one of those open Senate seats in the state of Georgia. Loeffler already announced she's running to complete the term of retired Senator Isaacson. And now we know that Doug Collins, who got a lot of attention when the House impeachment was going on, looks to maybe get into the race for U.S. Senate in Georgia because he's seen by many as extremely conservative. And as I just said, Loeffler seen by many, and she's a newcomer, by the way, as a moderate. Now, Doug Collins, whose district, again, is Hall County, northeast of Atlanta, stretches up into the mountains of northeast Georgia. He is a Baptist preacher. I don't know if he's retired or if he's still a preacher, but Doug Collins, the guy that's on TV all the time, wears glasses, very Southern, sounds like a preacher. <laughs> and indeed, he is a preacher. I think he's also in the reserves or National Guard and maybe was even a chaplain. I'm not sure about all that, but and certainly as a preacher man, that was his job prior to going to Washington, D.C. And uh, he wants to be the senator for the state of Georgia if things work out for him. Now to Mississippi, Tate Reeves is the new governor of the state. He took his oath of office just a few weeks ago, and he's going to end up closing a portion of the Mississippi State Penitentiary in Parchman, Mississippi, where at least 12 inmates have died since late December in Mississippi's prison system. And he says now that they're going to likely close a portion of Parchman Prison Reeves said that he wants to improve the foster care system, increase pay for teachers, and enhance training for workers. All this would help get more qualified employees at these state prisons. But he's taken the steps to indeed close this portion of parchment in the Mississippi Delta. And this prison's been just devastated by violence and a lot of suicides going on there. And maybe he'll get his wish. Tate Reeves, again, the new governor of the state of mississippi now to the state of alabama remember roy moore the former alabama supreme court justice chief justice of the alabama supreme court who also ran for u.s senate and lost to doug jones well roy moore the guy that got uh, attacked like no other in recent memory for some really nasty allegations that i'm not sure were true but boy he he got them weighed upon him when he was running in that special election to take over Jeff Sessions' open seat. Roy Moore is now seeking more than $40 million in a lawsuit he filed Monday against a Washington magazine, three of its writers, its editors, and owners over a series of what he describes as fake news attacks stemming from accusations he faced while a candidate back in 2017. 
Roy Moore, who's again running for that Senate seat in Alabama, filed a lawsuit in federal court against the Washington Examiner Publishing Company and ownership and five employees. And it's the sixth lawsuit that Judge Moore has filed relating to the allegations that he made unwanted sexual and romantic advances to teen girls when he was in his 30s. And Moore has repeatedly denied all allegation. The lawsuit seeks $10 million for damages to Moore's reputation and emotional distress and more than $30 million in punitive damages. Something tells me he might get some of this money. I mean, this guy was enemy number one in 2017 when he was trying to take over the Senate seat and it came out because he was so conservative. This guy is, again, he got kicked out of the Alabama Supreme Court because he had helped put up a Ten Commandments statue there in Montgomery, and then it was ruled that had to be taken down, and he refused to do it, and he essentially got kicked out of office. As the, Again, the Chief Justice of Alabama Supreme Court, Roy Moore, when he was doing that, and he's a West Point guy. This guy graduated from our, our one of our top military academies alongside a Navy and the Citadel, of course. And here he is back in the news, and he may have a case here. Let's go to the great southern state of Iowa. I kid you on that. And we're just a week away from the Iowa caucuses. And we've got some polling coming in for the Democratic presidential contenders for Iowa, the latest polling, according to Real Clear Politics, is Bernie Sanders has a three-point lead, 25 to 22, over Joe Biden. Now, Pete Buttigieg has come in strong, too. Some polls have him polling a little higher, but in the Real Clear Politics poll, Mayor Pete Buttigieg of South Bend, Indiana, the former mayor there, is at 17. Elizabeth Warren is at 13 and a half. Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota is polling at 8.5 in Iowa. Again, Bernie and Joe Biden, the two leaders in Iowa in terms of the latest real clear politics polling. In other states like New Hampshire, Bernie Sanders has a commanding lead over Biden there. And in South Carolina, Biden has a commanding lead, as expected in the Palmetto State. Biden polling at 32 in the Real Clear Politics poll. Bernie Sanders trails in second with a 15. And Elizabeth Warren is at 14. People like Pete Buttigieg not doing as well in the South in this latest poll. The national average, by the way, shows Joe Biden with a 28.7 average, according to Real Clear Politics, with Bernie at a 23.4. And most of the other candidates are really, really way off from Bloomberg, Buttigieg, and even Yang is polling and getting numbers, but not anywhere close to where you would expect him to be in the terms of the presidential contenders. Now, President Trump, he wants to create a storm in Iowa heading into the Democratic caucus next week as his reelection campaign is hoping to make some changes and make some some headwaves in Iowa here as the president is going to have his surrogates have a lot of action in Iowa as he's going to have a rally there and more. And so President Trump being proactive as they hope to flood Iowa on caucus day, reminding them that they can go have the Democratic contenders try to get that nomination. But when it all is said and done, President Trump is hoping Iowa will remain in his portfolio heading into the 2020 election.
And that's a quick look at what is going on in the South and more here in our Southern Political Report for this day. When we come back in number two hour of today's y'all show, we'll have a quick sports land yap, a mixture of all kinds of things going on in the world of sports from the Super Bowl to some college football news to pass along, college basketball rankings. We've got that. We'll share that with you and a little NASCAR news. All that in sports land yap at the start of hour two. Then we'll have our barrister of Bodacious Barbecue come on and tell us about what he's got planned for the Super Bowl. And what I mean by that is What's he cooking? What's that old boy going to be putting on the grill this year? Well, Matt Herman's our barrister, is going to tell us, and he's going to really share a lot of great tips with all of us when that time comes, our barrister of bodacious barbecue time. That's ahead on this The Y'all Show with your host, the general of all things Southern, John Rawl. coming you know what to do hey i'm gonna just rip this band-aid off we need to break up you're just you're not good for me i'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you and i'm not getting any benefits from this relationship you're just a basic memory foam mattress i deserve better and before you ask yes there is someone else i've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now don't blame yourself how can you compete with a bed that totally supports me hugs my pressure points and sleeps so effortlessly cool not to mention the 100 night trial and free shipping now that's a bed with benefits it'll make me feel better than you ever could break up with your old mattress and get with purple today take advantage of purple's snoring 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any purple mattress that's up to a 158 dollar value claim your free premium purple gifts today by texting offer to 84888 that's keyword o-f-f-e-r to 84888 data rates may apply i am doing it all the water the fiber the exercise but i still have constipation with belly pain straining and bloating that keep coming back my doctor said that i may have a chronic medical condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or ibsc Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats adults with IBS with constipation. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. We are gathered for another hour of the show that covers the South like no other. This is the Y'all Show. I'm John, and we are here to bring you this hour 
a great dose of Super Bowl talk, but Super Bowl talk like you're not going to get anywhere else. We're going to talk about Super Bowl food and our barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. Matt Hermans is going to be the lucky guy that comes on, and we're the lucky recipients of this guy coming on and telling us about Super Bowl grub. All that later in this hour. If you want to connect to us, maybe you've got a Super Bowl dish that you want to share with us. 803-816-1170 is the magic number to reach out to us and touch us here at the y'all show our website is y'all.com and we have podcasts of the y'all show right there at y'all.com plus tons of great other information a lot of super bowl information's up right now but also a lot of helpful tips all at y-a-l-l.com y'all the ultimate guide to the south we start this hour off on y'all talking sports land yep a mixed bag of all kinds of great sports information and with the super bowl in mind we now know the rosters of the two teams the san francisco 49ers and the kansas city chiefs and based on the rosters we know where the kids if you want to call them that the grown men you really is more appropriate where these kids became grown men and now are making millions of dollars but where do they come from? What college did they play for prior to playing for the Niners or the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, we've got the breakdown by school. And to no surprise, some of these teams have uh, some of these school some of the players come from teams that are very very familiar to the college football landscape. Your national champion LSU has 5 players on the rosters, okay? Penn State now, they haven't been a national force in a long time. They've gotten a lot better under James Franklin, but the Nittany Lions have five players suiting up in this year's Super Bowl. Another Big Ten team, the Iowa Hawkeyes, they certainly have not been contending for a national title in at least 50 years that I'm aware of. The Hawkeyes have four players suiting up in this year's Super Bowl. The Clemson Tigers, they are a force in college football. The Tigers only have three players in this year's Super Bowl. I think they got at least three players on the offense alone of the Houston Texans. But yes, in this year's Super Bowl, the Tigers with three players. K-State out of the Big 12, they got three players suiting up in this year's big game. Another Big 12 team, the Sooners of Oklahoma have three players. And then the Stanford Cardinal Indians have three players also in this year's Super Bowl. Teams, the colleges that have two players each in the Super Bowl from the South, they include Duke. Way to go. Way to go, Coach Cliff, for getting players in the league. The Florida Gators, also the FAU Owls, Florida State. Georgia Southern's got two players in the Super Bowl this year. The Middle Tennessee State Blue Raiders have two players. The Mississippi State Bulldogs also have two players on the Super Bowl rosters. The Wolfpack of NC State also have checked in two players. The Mississippi Landsharks from Oxford have two players, as well as the South Carolina Fighting Gamecocks. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles have two players. The Tennessee Vols have two players. The Texas Longhorns are sending a duo of great players to the Super Bowl, as well as their rival from the Lone Star State, the Aggies of Texas A&M. Then you have the two Vs have two players. The Vanderbilt Commodores are having a pair of players, and the Virginia Cavaliers have two players each represented in this year's Super Bowl. Then there's a lot of programs that have one player each 
on the rosters and i'll just give a little love to some of our smaller schools or schools that don't get a lot of attention from the south that have a, a player represented on the roster that includes the georgia tech yellow jackets the louisiana tech bulldogs have a player in this year's super bowl the north texas eagles have a player as well as the South Florida Bulls. The South Carolina State Bulldogs have a player in this year's Super Bowl, as well as the Temple Owls. I know they're from Yankee Land. Texas Tech's got a player. That's great. And West Alabama, how about that? Way to go, Tigers out of Livingston, Alabama. They've got a player in the Super Bowl. And then the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky have a Super Bowl player. So that gives you an idea. No matter what school you go to, you have a chance to make it to the Super Bowl one day. And West Alabama, by the way, is a Division II Gulf South Conference school. And they've got a kid playing in this year's Super Bowl. In fact, they had a guy, and I'm, I'm, I should know his name. He was the hero when the Patriots played the Seahawks. And he intercepted the ball there in the closing moments of that game to give the Patriots a victory. Uh, Josh, I think's his name. Uh, I, I should know his name. He's moved on to another team now. But he also played college football for the West Alabama Tigers. And he was from Vicksburg, Mississippi originally. So that just gives you an idea. From Vicksburg to Livingston to Super Bowl. And I think he got the MVP that year. I, I think. If not, he got a big ring for helping the Patriots win that Super Bowl against the Seahawks. The Super Bowl this year, it will be Sunday. It will be televised on Fox beginning at 6.30 Eastern, 5.30 Central from Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens, Florida. The 49ers and the Chiefs will be suiting up in Super Bowl 54. Get your get your chips ready, your drinks, and, of course, your barbecue. Matt Herman is going to help you get all your cue ready when we chat with him in just a few minutes. Now, back to the future, it seems, for the LSU football Tigers, as the Tigers have hired Youngstown State head coach Bo Pelini as LSU's new defensive coordinator. Bo Pelini joining the staff of Ed Orgeron. Dave Aranda had that job, and he got the head coaching job for the Baylor Bears. And Bo Pelini, who had left LSU to be the head coach at Nebraska for a while, and then after several years found his way to Youngstown State, had done pretty well for the Penguins as their head coach, now heading back to be an assistant coach in the college ranks, but back to LSU where he was an assistant there back when the Tigers won a national championship, and that was in the Les Miles era. Bo Pelini is 52 years young, and he's going to be a welcome addition. Pelini's son Patrick noted his father's return to LSU on Twitter with the tweet, run it back, and it has a picture of Pelini from the era when he was at LSU before, yelling, screaming. Imagine Pelini and Orgeron on the same sideline. Well, LSU fans, you better you better get ready for that because it's coming here in 2020. Now to some college basketball talk. The Baylor Bears continue to be the number one team in college basketball. The Bears are 17-1 and and have 44 first-place votes in the AP this week. Congratulations to coach drew and what's going on there in waco with baylor other teams from the south and the latest top 25 of college basketball the number one team in the acc is florida state fsu is ranked number five in the ap poll as fsu and the fellow acc member louisville both have 17 wins total on the year the birds are at number six in the latest ap poll one strange team in the top 10 is dayton the flyers from ohio are at number seven in the latest ap poll back to the south duke is at number nine in the latest poll also in the south west virginia which had a nice win over missouri in the big 12 sec challenge over the weekend 
Coach Huggins's Nears are at rank number 12 in the latest poll. The Kentucky Wildcats, they moved up this week to number 13 in the latest AP poll. The Terrapins of Maryland are at 15. The Auburn Tigers dropped down one spot, although they got a big win against Iowa State in that Big 12 SEC Challenge. Bruce Pearl's team is at number 17 in the latest AP poll. The Houston Cougars out of the AAC are at 21. LSU is at 22. LSU is actually the leader in the SEC in terms of the standings. And that is all of our Southern teams in the top 25 of college basketball. Now, we're just a couple of weeks away from NASCAR getting going. And the sort of warm-up to the whole NASCAR year is the Clash at Daytona. And that takes place next Sunday, not Super Bowl Sunday, but the following Sunday. And that will be 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 Central, Fox Sports 1 will broadcast the Clash at Daytona from Daytona International Speedway. And then the big race is going to be February 16th. And that will be from Daytona International Speedway. The Daytona 500 set for a 2.30 Eastern Three one uh, thirty Central first green flag on Fox is where you'll find the big the Great American Race, and that will be taking place. I think that's the name of that particular race. And Daytona five hundred coming up in just a handful of weeks. Now to tennis, what's going on in the Australian Open? We're now in the quarterfinal stage, and Rafael Nadal's got a match taking place at seven Eastern, six Central this evening in the quarterfinals. He'll be taking on. All, uh, let's see, he's from Austria. Austrian Dominic theme in a tennis match there. Nadal, number one in the world, still alive in the Australian Open. On the women's side, most of your marquee names, all Americans, it seems, are out of this thing, as far as I could tell. Now, one match going on this evening is going to start at 7 Eastern, 6 Central, and that will be Simona Halep of Belgium against Annette Confident, and that's going on this evening and. Halep is a number four seed women's player in the world in the women's single quarterfinals of the 2020 Australian Open from down under. A lot of these matches take place at really odd times, but that one is going to be at least where you can watch it on ESPN or the streaming apps if you're into tennis. And that is a quick look at Sports Land Yap here on this Tuesday. When we come back, we've still got some sports to talk about. Our friend Matt Hermans will be coming on, and we'll get his take on the Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the Niners. Also, we'll get him to talk a lot about the food that we can get ready for the big game with. All that ahead is the Y'all Show with John Rawl rolls on. Keeps coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply. I am doing it all. 
the water, the fiber, the exercise, but I still have constipation with belly pain, straining and bloating that keep coming back. My doctor said that I may have a chronic medical condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats adults with IBS with constipation. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. back on the y'all show talk with a southern accent with your host john rawl super bowl 54 just days away and to get us in the right spirit for the big game we welcome in our barbecue barrister mr matt hermans hello welcome into the show sir Hello, John. Uh, happy early Super Bowl week, I guess. Yeah. Um, glad to be here. Well, we're glad that you could take some time out of your preparations. I know NFL, not exactly the same as college football for you and for many <laughs> others out there. It's, it's, it's a little different. Can you explain the biggest difference there, Mr. Barrister, about cooking for barbecue and such for football for NFL versus college? Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, big difference. Yeah, I mean tailgating is different um i tend to think that uh college football and certainly in the south is uh kind of a family traditional uh get together you know people coming over to houses or maybe going to campuses where a lot of folks have graduated from maybe their maybe their parents graduated from there maybe their grandparents graduated from that school or maybe they just like it uh but a very family-oriented, very traditional kind of uh, deal. NFL's a little very, very different. Obviously, it's a pro game. The fan base is very different. Uh, everything about it's different. I think we could spend a whole show talking about the difference in the NFL and college. But, uh, yeah, totally different feel. I, I think, um, like I say, we talked a little bit before about this particular matchup. And, you know, you got some different food options to go, go by. But people have Super Bowl parties. Um, as opposed to kind of like tailgate gets together. So, you know, that's, that's one difference as well. I imagine everybody will probably get an invite to a Super Bowl party, whether you care about the NFL or not. And, uh, so yeah, a little, a little bit different eating, maybe a little bit different culturally. So yeah, a lot of differences. I don't know about you, but it seems to me it's always the Super Bowl party that I stumble into that I run into people who have no clue about football. Generally, if you're <laughs> going to be around a college football game, you have a little bit about how the football, how this thing works. But I've run into yeah. so many people who don't have a clue about the NFL or even football and they're there just for the party and the commercials. Right. 
Absolutely right. I think, um, yeah, the commercial thing is something I've never understood and I'm not trying to, you know, be Mr. Too good for commercials or whatever, but, uh, I've never, never gotten that. I pretty much mute the commercials and I have no interest in what, in what Doritos wants to sell me this year, to be honest with you. But, you know, people do like it. And, and, you know, it, there is a big difference too. I think you're right. Um, Super Bowl is an event, you know, it's kind of a, yeah, it's like a cultural event, right? It's not a, I guess it is a football game, but I guess for a lot of people, it's not really even about the football. It's about, like you said, commercials, about the concert at the halftime, which is when I usually go out to get a beer because I don't care about that either. Uh, but a lot of people do. So, you know, if you're watching a college football game, if you're watching the national championship game, if you're watching a bowl game, uh, you've got a vested interest in the sport or the school or, um, you know, tradition in some way. But, yeah, the Super Bowl is just like an American holiday. It's a it's a media event, right? I mean, that's what I would describe it as. We're talking about it right here on the Y'all Show. Hey, this is the show all about the Southeast. I'm joined now by the barbecue barrister, Matt Hermans. We're getting you ready for the big game on Sunday featuring the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. I don't often get your take on NFL, but uh, just quickly, if you don't mind, weigh in your thoughts about the game and who you expect to walk off with the Lombardi Trophy. Sure. I, uh, I haven't, um, admittedly, I haven't watched, uh, I hate to even say this, I haven't watched a whole Super Bowl for many years. However, this year, got a little bit of a vested interest in the game. My, uh, my alma mater is fielding a, a quarterback there for the Kansas City Chiefs that I, I do follow. So I'll, I'll be watching the game. I think, uh, the 49ers defense will be the, the toughest task that that, um, that that Chiefs offense will face all year. So, you know, this is kind of a test. There's an old saying, I'll just wrap it up this way. The, the, there's an old saying that I think is, you know, it doesn't really have any meaning because it can go either way. But they say defense wins championships. Uh, I think, I think maybe, um, I think maybe we just watched a, a college football national championship where the offense won that championship for sure. But, uh, we'll see. Uh, the Chiefs, I think, are the best offense in the NFL and the 49ers certainly have a claim to being the best defense. So, um, yeah, I don't know. You could say <laughs> the best defensive performance wins or you could say the offense that scores more than the other team wins. So, uh, that's the way I think it'll shake down. I'd say a very, very close Kansas City Chiefs victory. Um, probably just because I like Patrick Mahomes, but uh, I'll admit that up front. Yeah, Mr. Home, Mr. Mahomes, he was your Mahomes in that AFC Championship game. He looked like a video game character out there, which, by the way, he's atop the, the cover of the latest Madden NFL features one, Patrick Mahomes, as the poster child, if you will, of that video game. But, yeah, he looked like a video game figure in that win over the Tennessee Titans to get the Chiefs to the first Super Bowl in 50 years for this franchise, a franchise that, of course, played in that first AFL-NFL championship game. It wasn't even called the Super Bowl back in the 1960s. And Lamar Hunt, who created that team, oddly enough, Lamar Hunt, a Texan, a guy who I think remained in the Dallas area for his entire business career. Is is, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's true. It ties to the old Dallas Texans, which, of course, became the Kansas City Chiefs. So, yeah, you're right. But he never left. He, he didn't, like, pick up his roots and leave to go to Kansas City with the, with the team. No, no, I don't think so. I think he... 
Um, I think he traveled back and forth, and I mean, he's beloved in Kansas City, but I'm pretty sure he made his residence in Dallas for for his entire life. Yeah, and I think his widow, who's very in front of the organization, in fact, she's the owner, I think, technically, one of the handful Mm -hmm. of female owners. In fact, the Tennessee Titans, another team founded that same year, 1960, of the old AFL, the, the daughter of Bud Adams, Amy has taken over that franchise. So a couple mm-hmm. of female owners there in the NFL. By the way, history, fun fact for you, Mr. Hermans, in case you don't know this or our audience does not know this. Did you realize that whenever the AFL was being formed, they were looking to put a franchise for Lamar Hunt somewhere? And before he settled on the Dallas area for the Dallas Texans, do you know where he actually wanted to put his franchise? No, no. I don't. Where? Where was it? Jackson, Mississippi. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Holy cow. Yeah, he, what, 200,000 people total? Yeah. Well, but they had one of the nicest stadiums in all the land back now, in 1960. True. They had pretty much the University of Mississippi and Mississippi State together created this yeah. massive stadium there in Jackson. So they had the stadium, which a lot of places didn't have a 55,000, 60,000-seat stadium in 1960. They had the interest for football, and Lamar Hunt actually had some family ties to Mississippi and did some business with the oil industry of the Magnolia State. And that franchise would likely have been created in Mississippi, but for one small problem in 1960. Do you know what that problem was? I don't. I don't. You tell me. The the good folks in Mississippi didn't want to have integrated football teams in this professional league called the AFL. Well, yeah, they weren't the only ones either. That was kind of a, yeah, that was a, that was an argument taking place back then for sure. Yeah. So Mr. Hunt said, well, you know what? I think I'll, I'll do this in Dallas and that didn't last, but I think two years before he took his, his team and moved them to Kansas City and renamed them the Kansas City Chiefs. We're talking to the barbecue barrister and our football history barrister today. Matt Herman's getting you ready for Super Bowl 54. We're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get Matt to weigh in a little bit closer, a little bit closer examination on what exactly we can serve up here for Super Bowl 54 between the Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. All that is ahead as we wrap up this The Y'all Show. Keeps coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply. I am doing all the right things, drinking plenty of water, eating right, and exercising. But month after month, my constipation with belly pain, straining, and bloating keep coming back. 
Irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC, affects 13 million Americans. Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S.com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. Hey, y'all. Jeff Foxworthy here. Now, if you've ever found yourself repeating the same thing over and over for 75 years, you might be Smokey Bear. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's why I'm filling in for Smokey to switch things up, because there's a lot more to say. And I should know because my grandfather was a firefighter. And one of the things he taught me is that the people that love the outdoors the most are often the ones accidentally starting wildfires, which means always (laughs) BYOB. No, bring your own bucket to the campfire. And be extra careful with things like burning yard trimmings. Don't just walk away or chances are you might be starting a wildfire. So for the love of the outdoors, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. We got 24 tall boys on the chill Yeah, 14 of them's mine A little Marshall Tucker on the radio You know we just catch a little groove before the show We ain't playing nothing slow at the parking lot party A tailgate buzz just a sippin' on suds Ain't ever too early To light one up, fill up your cup Cause I ain't no party like Back now for the final segment on this Tuesday show, all about the South. This is Y'all. I'm John Rawl, and we're visiting with our bodacious barbecue barrister, Matt Hermans, as Super Bowl 54 will be held Sunday evening in Miami Gardens at Hard Rock Stadium, and it's going to feature the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers in this big game. And as you get ready for the big game, we know that food is likely on your mind. Perhaps you've got to come up with some kind of unique dish for the Super Bowl 54 fun. Well, Matt Hermans has arrived just in time. And Matt, we want to ask you, I guess, starting out with appetizers, what would be something kind of fun that you've got planned for the weekend that maybe all of us can steal your idea and put it together before Sunday? You know, I've, I've thought about this and um, I got... I got a favorite. I have a favorite. Okay. And, and everybody out there is going to be shocked because it involves a grill, it involves a smoker, <laughs> um, or a, a charcoal grill, whatever you want to do. I think everybody knows or has heard of jalapeno uh, poppers. Now, 
that has a few kind of different definitions, right? You can go to the grocery store and you can pick out these frozen items, which are kind of like a half of a uh, kind of a gutted out jalapeno that has some type of questionable cheddar cheese mixture that's very tasty. Uh, I'm not sure what the ingredients are, but then it's wrapped in a um, kind of a batter or a uh, crust of some sort that you'd warm up, or I guess you can put it in the deep fryer. That's one definition. And then uh, in my neck of the woods, and I think uh, a lot of other folks too, uh, you put cream cheese into your own jalapeno and you wrap it in bacon. You stick it in the oven. You can put it on the grill. I can put it in the smoker the way I like to do it. I like to add a little smoke to it. It's delicious. But it's basically a jalapeno, uh, cream cheese, and uh, bacon wrapped around it. And I think a lot of folks have probably done that. And I think those are kind of called poppers too. Well, I have taken it up a notch and super southern fight it myself, if you want to uh, use that word. Uh, I have added uh, pimento cheese to the jalapeno instead of cream cheese, wrapped it with bacon and done it that way. And I will tell you, um, it is, it's better. It's fantastic. Really? It's wonderful. It is. And it's gotta be, it's gotta be good pimento cheese. I know people out there, if you've never, you know, it, good pimento cheese is not, not watery. It is not, uh, not the stuff you find in a plastic tub that will run out like a liquid. That is, I don't know what that stuff is, but don't, don't even mess with that. You know, good pimento cheese is, is cheese and mayonnaise and some other ingredients, spices and seasonings. Uh, pimentos, of course, you mix together and it's very, it's firm. Right? You can kind of wad it up into a, almost like an ice cream cone type deal. It's that texture. So you got to have good pimento cheese, real pimento cheese and uh, fill that, uh, uh, fill that jalapeno up with pimento cheese, just like you would the cream cheese. I know a lot of folks have done this and then wrap it in the bacon. Uh, it'll change your it'll change your whole outlook. I started doing this about a year ago. I figured I love pimento cheese. I love the jalapeno popper. And uh, why the heck not combine it? Sometimes you put those things together and they fight, uh, but these get along real well. And uh, so I encourage everybody to give that a shot if you want to fire up the grill and put some smoke on it, some charcoal on it. Even better, even better. You can glaze it with a little bit of sweet barbecue sauce afterwards. And you got yourself something that'll, uh, you know, Win or lose, whatever team you're supporting, you're going to win that, uh, win the appetizer round, put it that way. Well, that sounds delicious. Now, you talk about pimento cheese. What color pimento are you talking about here? Because that's one thing a lot of people here in the South have real issues with. Are you talking about, oh, you're talking about the color of the little pepper thing yeah. itself? Well, yeah. is it more of a yeah. yellow or whitish looking pimento? <laughs> well, I was. I'm going to throw everybody off. Should be red. The ah. little pimento should be red. Okay. Now, as far as the cheese itself, you know, um, some people use all cheddar, right? I think the sharper the cheddar, the better. You want that tangy pop. You don't want a mild or a medium. You want sharp or extra sharp. But I like to mix two kinds of cheddar. So I like to mix. Uh, I think cheddar is a way to go for sure. You want that taste, but I like white cheddar too. So I like to mix up. Uh, regular, the yellow cheddar cheese, and I like to mix up the extra sharp white cheddar half and half when you mix your cheese together. So, you know, you got a colorful deal. You got, uh, you got the white mayo, you got the white cheese, you got the yellow cheddar, and you got the red pimentos. You got a, you got a good looking little, a good looking little uh, appetizer there for sure. 
Well, that sounds like a plan. Talking to our barbecue barrister, Matt Hermans, as we get you ready for Super Bowl 54. So that is your appetizer special, okay? That sounds delicious. That's more than most of us are going to ever do for a Super Bowl, Matt Hermans. But what about the main <laughs> course? I know somewhere you got a pig involved with this celebration <laughs> of the Super Bowl. Well, you guessed right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do... I'm going to go a little bit off the off the ranch here. Um, we talked before, you know, Kansas City is certainly one of the, uh, you know, either the antagonist or the protagonist, depending on which side you're on. And that's a barbecue town. And I've admitted before that, you know, I'm a, I consider myself a fan of Southern barbecue and I, I can't talk a whole lot about Missouri uh, barbecue, Kansas City barbecue, but I know it's a barbecue hotspot. I know it's a capital. And uh, so I, I'm, I'm going with the theme. However, however, we have also discussed on this show uh, that it is Mardi Gras. It's approaching Mardi Gras season. We have covered that at length as well. So my mind got to turning and I wondered if there was some type of way to combine some type of pig, some type of barbecue uh, with a Mardi Gras, kind of a Gulf Coast, New Orleans type recipe. And lo and behold, I found one yeah, that I will be trying. Um, and what you is, have got to tell us here. <laughs> so what I found is uh, a recipe called uh, New Orleans Creole ribs. And I, again, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, hedge a little bit. I've never tried this recipe, but it looks, I'm going to try it. And it looks uh, like something that I, that I am excited to try. So basically what you do, is you take your ribs, you could do spare ribs or baby bags. Uh, and instead of putting your typical barbecue rub on it, you know, something sweet with some sugar, or maybe just salt only if you're going to do some, some Memphis style dry ribs. What you want to do is, is rub it with uh, a Cajun seasoning like a Tony Sacheray's or a Slap Your Mama. Or I could go on and on. There's all kinds of different Cajun seasonings out there, and none of them are paying me to endorse them. So I will say whatever your but favorite is. They should. <laughs> but they could uh no so anything you like so use that as a rub you got to be careful they're very very salty but use that as your rub uh you can cook them in the oven you can smoke them on the smoker obviously i will be smoking them um with probably a pecan wood that's kind of a nice dry woody flavor for a cajun rib but the second part of it is uh you finish it with in an etouffee sauce so Anybody's ever met etouffee, shrimp etouffee, there's crawfish etouffee. It's basically a, I guess for, for lack of a better term, it's a, it's a spicy gravy that has shrimp or crawfish, got bell peppers, onions, and things of that nature. You can find all kinds of recipes for it. It's, it's, a, it's a gravy, if you will. So once you get the ribs about done, however you want to cook them in the oven or on the smoker, once they're getting close to being done, put them in a foil pan, uh, cover it with your etouffee sauce, which is your, your Cajun gravy. And finish it in the oven until it starts breaking down and falling apart. And then you've got, essentially, you've got Cajun ribs with etouffee sauce. And it looks good. From what I could see, it will definitely work. If you cook your ribs properly and then you finish them in the oven with the liquid uh, with the etouffee over them, they'll start to fall off the bone. Uh, and it will, it will work that way. I've never had it, but I'm excited to try it. So I'm going to combine, you know, barbecue, uh, like we've talked about before, with Mardi Gras. Uh, and I get to have a little pork and a little uh, too fat. I'm probably going to do it with shrimp myself. So I'm going to give it a shot. I'll be the guinea pig. Hopefully, if anybody else out there wants to do it, they try it out as well. But 
it's a recipe I've never heard of before. And yeah, I can't wait to try it. It may be a winner. It may not, but, uh, it sounds good. Put it that way. And you're creating this thing. So you want to go ahead and put the trademark on it? <laughs> well, I can't take credit for it. I did not, I did not invent the recipe. I just went searching and uh, came across it. It was in a, uh, uh, it was, I found it on an online magazine. Uh-huh. People were raving about it, saying it was it was fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I can't take credit for it. I just call it uh, Gulf Coast Etouffee style ribs. That's what I would call it. But, but again, I can't take credit. I didn't invent it. It's not my baby. All right, and you got that from an online magazine. We want to ask you when we get back together with you, Matt Herman's next week, how it all worked out. More importantly, what the fans of Matt Herman's thought about your Super Bowl concoction. It sounds delicious. Yeah. Okay, so that's your your pork primarily. Do you have any beef going on anywhere? I don't, but you but but you know what? Uh, it's funny you bring that up because. Uh, when we talked last week or a couple of weeks ago about this impending game, you know, Kansas City's known for a lot of things. We kind of covered it. The one thing I forgot is Kansas City is known for uh, burn ins, which are um, pieces of uh, brisket point, which is the fatty end part of the brisket, mm-hmm. cooked about 95% of the way. Uh, then you slice them up into these little squares, put a little barbecue sauce on them, put them back on the smoker and cook them down to where the fat melts. And it's kind of a smoky uh, meat butter. This is this is something that Kansas City is known for is the burn ins. I forgot to mention that earlier. I'm sure somebody from the show me state was probably thinking, man, this guy, come on. But no, I, I did not mention that. But th- this is another great option. And, and talk about appetizers. I mean, these are little square pieces of meat. This is not. Oh, this is finger food, if you will. This is this is toothpick food, if you can uh, if you can uh, do it that way. So, yeah, burn ins that that is beef, and that is that is one way to go. I mean, exactly little square pieces of smoked brisket with barbecue sauce, kind of rendered down into a smooth, creamy, delicious, meaty butter type consistency. Uh, pretty great. Stick out some toothpicks, and you've got yourself a Kansas City-style appetizer right there. And I'm a big fan of those as well. That is the cow, but I'm a big fan of burn-ins. And you said that this is something that, according to what I think I heard you say, is about 95% cooked? Well, well, yeah, well, I did say that. What I mean is you would cook the, the brisket, on your smoker to about 200 degrees maybe 195 degrees which is just about done not quite to where you want a point you want the point to probably get a little bit past 200 because you want that connective tissue and fat to render down but the reason i said get it to do it 95 percent of the way done and of course meat is done when it you know the meat, meat's done when it hits 135 we're not talking about doneness as far as that goes we're talking about done as far as barbecue uh, which is closer to 200 degrees when it comes to brisket but what you do for burn ends is you do the brisket point until it's yeah 195 200 then you pull it off then you cut it into squares then you sauce it or some people add more rub to it i think uh, putting a little sauce in there and tossing it around in the sauce is the best. Then you put it back on the smoker for another hour or so to get it to that particularly delicious done point. So when I say, and then then, then it's done, then it's ready to roll. That sauce kind of caramelizes on it. Uh, it goes past the point where it starts to break down just a little bit and gets tender. That's why I said you cook it to 95%. You pull them off, cut them into squares, put them back on, and cook them the rest of the way. That's the way you do burn-ins. That's the way... 
uh, you cook that particular style of brisket point. Does that make more sense? It, it does, but it seems just not healthy to me. <laughs> what, 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 what's not healthy about it? <laughs> you, you, you got me there. Uh, something about not being 100%. Oh, okay. Well, put it this way: once you're done with it, once you once you're done with it, it's going to be a hundred percent for sure, hundred percent for sure. Oh, okay. I can sleep easier now, knowing about. Yeah, I'm this. not trying to get anybody sick. Absolutely not. No, your 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 brisket is technically done when it hits about 140. That's a medium rare piece of beef. Ah. You're cooking it way past that for barbecue for sure. All right. Well, I can I can go to sleep easier good, knowing good, this good. now. I want to ask you. We live in the South. It's just about going to be what? It'll be February by the time the Super Bowl rolls around. And let's say you want to compete with the barrister and have this incredible Super Bowl just feast and you want to have your whole neighborhood over and you've got everything bought you're planning on having every type of pork product available and unfortunately mother nature doesn't want to cooperate with you and so you plan for example to cook out on the grill but come saturday night it's pouring down raining it's five degrees below zero and everything's going to change what does the barbecue barrister do in that in that kind of case well, you know, you're kind of you're kind of up against the eight ball at that point if you want to use the smoker. But uh, the great thing about the two things I'm going to cook the pimento cheese jalapeno poppers and the uh, uh, Cajun ribs etouffee is I can do both of those in the oven. Now it's not going to be, you know, you're not going to have any smoke on it. It's not going to be barbecue flavored, but I think they're going to turn out just fine just putting those two suckers in the oven. You can also, you know, if you really want to, you can do a pork butt in a crock pot. You know, that's that's an option as well. You can do a brisket in an oven. You can do ribs in an oven. Now, I would never, ever sign off on this except in emergency situations because uh, certainly that wouldn't be barbecue. But, you know, you can uh, you can do it. It is possible. You know, there are good pork butt crock pot recipes or there are people who do cook ribs in the oven from time to time. And you can do the same thing with a brisket. So, um, you know, look, you got to do what you got to do. And if people are coming over expecting either pig or cow, you know, the last thing you want to do is just nix the whole deal and 86 it. So you may have to move things into the oven, uh, but you can pull it off with an oven. You can do the same things that I just talked about earlier with your, with your trusty oven inside. It's just not going to be as good. It may be a seven instead of a 10, but a seven's still pretty good. We like that. Now, before we get out of here with you, Barbecue Barrister, we've got to ask the all-important question. And are, are you ready for this? Because this, this, this could be a deal-breaker. Let me take a deep breath. Okay, I'm ready. What about desserts? What you got planned? What do you recommend mm. for all of us? Mm. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm not the dessert expert, but I, I do. I like... I like bread pudding. I got to admit, I like bread pudding with uh, with a whiskey or a bourbon sauce. I, I'm not a, that's the thing about me, John. I, I'm not a big sweet tooth. I, if I was, you know, if I'm, I'm going to spend my calories, I like to spend it on the savory side of the, of the food spectrum. But every once in a while, I'll stick my spoon into something sweet. <laughs> and it's typically, it's going to be something bready, like a bread pudding, or it's going to be a, uh, Maybe a buttermilk pie has got a little bit of sweet and salty going on. I like pecan pie too. That's kind of a Thanksgiving deal. But 
you know, I'm just a bread pudding guy. If I guess I had to have something sweet, and it rarely happens, a uh, little bourbon sauce, bread pudding, uh, that's probably my go-to. And that's, I can't tell you how to make it because I don't know what I'm doing, but uh, if somebody else is going to do it, I'll be happy to sample it. Well, if you're putting all the effort, as it sounds like you are, getting all the meat ready <laughs> and all the other fixings, surely some person coming to your party can at least take a few minutes and cook the dessert. I could not agree with you more, sir. Could not agree with you more. What about banana pudding? Is that oh, 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 something oh. like a Super Bowl? Oh man, yeah. You just, I just, I just had an epiphany. Yeah, I love banana pudding, and I think we've talked about this on the show before. Banana pudding, uh, perfect for the Super Bowl party. In fact, let's do that. Let's scratch off what I said before, and let's go with what you said. A banana pudding. Um, I think we, I think, I think we had a little, uh, I think we had a little knockdown drag out before about crushed Nilla wafers or whole ones, and uh, you know, I think we, uh, you know, I'm still on the whole Nilla wafer uh, train here, but I know people like them crushed. I think it's fine either way, as long as it's homemade. Nothing out of the, nothing out of the, uh, nothing from Kroger or your local store. You got to make the banana pudding yourself. But I love it. That's my favorite. Let's do that. And then, uh, of course, we haven't touched on this part, and that is to drink. Now, with all the things that it sounds like you are fixing, I personally would probably enjoy some good tea, but you might want something a little bit more intense come Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> yeah, tea's great. Uh, tea will go very good, particularly sweet tea. I know not everybody can drink all that much sugar, but... Uh, you know, there's different ways to do it to make it sweet. I can't drink it unless it is sweet, but I try not to drink sugar, so I use other other type of sweeteners in my sweet tea. So that's a great option. But you know, I uh, uh, if you want a carbonated beverage, you want an adult beverage, I would just encourage everybody. Uh, and you've heard this before from me. I would encourage you to go out wherever you are. I guarantee there is a local brewery. I guarantee somewhere in your state or your region. The brews beer that doesn't say Budweiser or Bud Light or Coors Light on it. Uh, give that a shot. Give, give your local brewery a shot. Support local business. Support these folks. These are usually uh, family-run type breweries. Uh, you know, two, three people have kids, and, and they employ other people that uh, are in your community. And that money's going to stick around as opposed to going to Golden, Colorado, or some other place like that. So I would encourage you to give it a shot. Get you some local brewskies if you want and hey you might like them you might you might think it's good you might you might enjoy a flavor explosion that you never uh never expected so that's my little public service announcement doesn't matter where you are across the south there's somebody there's some place there is a brewery you can find at your local grocery store that's brewed in your state i would encourage people to give that a shot tastes even better knowing that you're supporting a small business well, that's what we're all about here on the Y'all Show. We're a small business, and we love our small businesses like the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, who's been kind enough to join us here on this Y'all Show and break down Super Bowl 54, his kind of thoughts on how things may go. And in case you missed out on his discussion about this in the first segment, quick recap, he is uh, kind of going to have on the red and gold of the Chiefs, I guess, somewhere around the house. And if the Chiefs end up winning, it'll be a a good day for you yeah i mean at the end of the day it's just the nfl right so it's not <laughs> that big <laughs> that big of a deal but yeah i'll be i'll be uh you know at least pulling for them in some regard for sure 
All right. Matt Hermans, thank you for your great analysis on the, on the big game and, of course, the big analysis on all the food that goes along with the game. We cannot wait. Can't wait for Sunday to come and, and pig out, pun intended. Me neither. I can't wait. It's a great excuse to eat either way, right? Yeah, that is that is the truth for sure. Matt Hermans, our barbecue barrister. Well, that will wrap up our Y'all Show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And we'll be right back here with another episode on Wednesday. Until that time, have a great rest of y'all's day. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply. I am doing it all the water, the fiber, the exercise, but I still have constipation with belly pain, straining, and bloating that keep coming back. My doctor said that I may have a chronic medical condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats adults with IBS with constipation. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. My mother was very familiar with her neighborhood, but one day she stopped at the stop sign and she wasn't even really sure where she was at. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council.